Welcome to another edition of Not Fake News, a project about news reporting from a non-journalist. I'm your host, Mike T. Usually I limit my analysis to newspaper reporting, but today I am going to focus on TV cable news, reporting from MSNBC on the Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty verdict rendered Friday afternoon, November 19th of 2021. Now, as an attorney and a former assistant county prosecutor, like Mr. Binger, I have some thoughts that I'd like to share. First of all, let me say I do not normally watch MSNBC, so I am not familiar with the afternoon programs or their hosts, and I was not sure what I would find. I expected to find that they promoted Democrats and the Democratic Party agenda, but I did not expect ignorance, radicalism, and blatant racism. After all, MSNBC purports to be a news and news analysis station. Well, in general, the hosts and all of their guests were generally disappointed that Kyle Rittenhouse, an 18-year-old with no criminal record, was not convicted of attempted murder so that he could be locked up in prison for life. There was absolutely no reflection on how death, destruction, and tragedy could have been avoided in the first place. Rittenhouse was most often described as a white supremacist and a vigilante who suffered no consequences for his reckless criminal behavior and who benefited from his white privilege as from a sympathetic judge and a non-diverse jury. Let that sink in a little bit. All night, not one of the many MSNBC hosts or guests, including many attorneys, not one would say that the justice system worked or that justice was served. None could accept the result of the jury's decision. This is very troubling, even dangerous. This is a major news network promoting a narrative that in this case, after a 10-day trial and four days of jury deliberation, that justice was not served due to systemic racism. First, I turned into Hallie Jackson Reports program in the 3 to 4 p.m. slot, where the host was interviewing Paul Henderson, a black man labeled as a veteran prosecutor. Mr. Henderson was expressing concerns that the jury verdict expanded the boundaries of vigilantism under the pretext of protecting private property, and that if a person like Carl Rittenhouse comes to a protest to to protect private property and then feels scared, then he or she is justified in using lethal force against a scary protester. Of course, that is not what happened, and a lawyer, especially a former prosecutor, should know the facts. In fact, all attorneys are under ethical obligations to speak the truth, educate, and promote the legal system to non-lawyers. Each state has a code of professional responsibility. And in Ohio, where I am, uh, in the preamble, it states a lawyer's responsibilities as an officer of the court. A lawyer not only represents clients, but has a special 
responsibility for the quality of justice. A lawyer should demonstrate respect for the legal system and for those who serve it, including judges, other lawyers, and public officials. And finally, the Code of Professional Responsibility says that a lawyer should further the public's understanding and confidence in the rule of law and the justice system, because legal institutions in a constitutional democracy depend on popular participation and support to maintain their authority. The next guest was a 37-year-old black female named Brittany Packnett Hamilton, described as a BLM activist. She had no problem playing the race card, accusing Rittenhouse of being a white supremacist without any evidence, and blamed the judge for putting his thumb on the scale of justice without explaining how. She wanted to express a clear warning to white men that she was ready to fight white supremacist vigilantes like Rittenhouse. So much for unity and positive race relations. One must ask, why would MSNBC even provide a forum for this activist unless they are promoting activism and agitation? The final guest on the 3 to 4 p.m. slot was a black female law school professor named Rachel Paulus, who stated that we need to examine federal and state laws regarding vigilantes using self-defense after initiating aggression. While this may be good law school or a research assignment, it does not comport to the facts as presented in this case. Now we move to the 4 to 5 p.m. slot on MSNBC, and that's occupied by former Bush staffer Nicole Wallace. Her first guest was Maya Wiley, a law professor and former unsuccessful far-left candidate for New York City mayor. Well, she described, she's described as a legal analyst on MSNBC. She blamed the judge in uh, Kenosha for throwing out the possession of a firearm by a minor charge and was quick to say, the justice system does not work fairly for everyone, apparently alluding to the shooting victims and their families. As stated earlier, this is a statement of a violation of the code of professional conduct. She later said, if you bring a gun to a protest, you can get away with murder, apparently only if you are white. Now, who is the racist? She also said, you can't just kill people when things go wrong, oversimplifying and minimizing the actions of the persons who attacked Rittenhouse, who the jury believed, feared for his life, and was in imminent danger. Based on these statements, Ms. Wiley is not qualified to teach criminal law or criminal procedure and should forfeit her title of legal analyst. Perhaps she could teach CRT instead. Next comes the Reverend Al Sharpton, who called for the need of federal legislation against vigilantes who go to a protest looking for trouble and kill people. He criticized the judge for restraining the prosecutors 
from referring to shooting victims as victims and for allowing Rittenhouse to pick his own jurors. At the outset of the trial, the judge recognized that referring to persons, the persons shot and killed or injured in this case as victims, where each was an active participant in the incident, that would unduly prejudice the defendant and unfairly hinder his claim of self-defense. Rittenhouse did not pick his own jurors, by the way. He merely randomly selected 12 numbers from a tumbler, as is common practice in the Kenosha County courtroom. The Rev finished with, we took a big hit today, apparently referring to black persons, none of whom were killed or injured by Rittenhouse. Next was Frank Figliuzzi, a former assistant director of the FBI, who was described by MSNBC as a security analyst. Well, I don't know if this guy is an attorney, but he was worried that this verdict may mean that every protest may result in a shooting if some protesters feel threatened by other protesters. He tried to tie the Rittenhouse incidents to the January 6th incident at the U.S. Capitol, where people were encouraged to act out violently, according to Mr. Figliuzzi. The truth is that thanks to an unprepared or unwilling law enforcement in, in Kenosha, nearly every protest there and every protest during the summer of 2020 at various locations around this country, all those protests resulted in property damage, public and private damage, proving that the people who were actively violating, violently, were acting violently were the protesters. There was absolutely no evidence that Kyle Rittenhouse was encouraged to act out violently by anyone, anywhere, anytime. In each of the four shooting incidents, he was being violently attacked. The black man substituting for the 7 p.m. MSNBC host Joy Reid on Friday night, readout show, he called the verdict a judicial gut punch. He read a statement by the Huber family, one of the victims, uh, complaining that there was no justice rendered by the jury. Joy Reid, who became a guest on her own show, said she was not surprised by the verdict. In a blatantly racist statement, she said, white men have the right to inflict violence in order to protect property. And if I'm a white nationalist and I feel threatened, I can open fire. Paul Butler, described as a former federal prosecutor, said, that we should all be troubled by the verdict because you can apparently murder people you just disagree with. This completely irresponsible, unethical statement was not challenged. He later claimed that, quote, no prosecutor could win a case with this judge, end quote, another ethical violation. How about no prosecutor can prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt with these facts. Dear MSNBC, don't blame an acquittal on the judge, jury, AR-15, or an emotional defendant. 
Blame it on the man responsible for bringing the charges in the first place. His name is Gravely. Mr. Gravely is the elected Kenosha County District Attorney, the head prosecutor, a Democrat, who, for obvious political reasons, made the decision to charge Rittenhouse just two days after the incident. Let's see where we have seen his name. Answer, nowhere. Not during the three weeks of trial and jury deliberation. Nowhere. He has been hiding in his office, far away from computer or phone. Here is a legitimate question for MSNBC. Why not invite Mr. Gravely on the readout or Rachel Maddow program on some time? I can send you a few questions to ask him. Back to Joy Reid's program and Eli Mistel, a man with the per purposeful perennial bad hair. It's gray, it's frizzy, it's Don King-like. Well, he acted, actually stated, quote, black people don't care about race, just about justice, and justice was not done, end quote. He also claimed that the verdict was, quote, a call to the permissiveness of white violence, end quote. This, too, is a violation of the Code of Professional Responsibility. Warning, he also teaches in a law school somewhere. Well, Joy Reid comes back on her own program as a guest to complain about the judge, who somehow tipped the scales of justice in favor of Rittenhouse for political reasons. An earlier media report linked Judge Schroeder to Donald Trump because the ringtone on his phone, on Judge Schroeder's phone, was the song, Proud to be an American. And that song often played at Trump rallies. I am not making this up. Judge Schroeder is an elected judge who last ran unopposed. He is 75 years old. He has run several times unopposed. And newsflash, Judge Schroeder is a Democrat. Most, as are most county judges in American cities, most of them run unopposed. You want an example? I will give you one. Cuyahoga County, in Cleveland, Ohio, has 59 elected judges. In Cuyahoga County, only two of 59 are Republican. It is considered a waste of time and money for a Republican lawyer to put his or her name on a ballot, no matter how qualified or experienced, especially against a Democratic incumbent. Back to Judge Schroeder. What possible motive is there for a 75-year-old judge who probably won't run for another six-year term, who is a Democrat? What possible motive does he have to tip the scales of justice one way or the other? Continuing on, MSNBC, a serious XM radio host named Dean Obadiah appeared on the readout Friday night show to claim that members of Congress are applauding the killing of people in the name of white supremacy. I only include him in this report because 
Number one, he is white, and number two, he claims to be a lawyer. He was trying to tie Rittenhouse to Trump as a domestic terrorist, and in a thoroughly despicable statement about a teenager's emotions, quote, you cry on cue and you walk. It's a scary time. Well, when asked whether Islamic terrorists and domestic terrorists pose equal threats, he replied, we can't concede ground to people who are extremists. It is indeed a scary time, ladies and gentlemen, when a lawyer speaks like this. In fact, it is domestically terrifying. I do hope he is not actively practicing law. There was more of the same clatter on MSNBC by various partisan hacks, and I could go on, but I won't. Let me end with Maya Wiley again and Derek Johnson, the NAACP president, who both appeared on MSNBC's Last Word, normally hosted by Lawrence O'Donnell. Ms. Wiley, as I stated before, an academic far lefty and, and a lawyer, actually told the substitute host that the Rittenhouse not guilty verdict is why we need critical race theory, apparently so that citizens can be more knowledgeable in electing unbiased a.k.a. non-white judges. It's an unbelievable racist statement. And she stated, that judge, Schroeder, has no business being on the bench, apparently because he is white and can't escape implicit bias. Implicit bias against whom? On behalf of whom? What are you even talking about, Professor? And oh, by the way, Professor, do you know about the code of responsibility in the state of New York? I think you should check it out. Finally, NAACP President Derek Johnson also took a proverbial swing at Judge Schroeder. Quote, he is not providing justice, end quote. In a jury trial where there was a unanimous verdict for acquittal, this is worse than the Emmett Thiel trial, he said. We know for a fact that the defendant committed murder. Well, Mr. Johnson, you also took a shot at the jury, claiming it was not diverse enough. What in the world does that mean? Not enough blacks, not enough Indians, not enough Chinese, not enough what? How would having more blacks favor the prosecution of a white man for the death and injury to other white men. Mr. Johnson needs to be reminded there is a process of jury selection where each side gets to question potential jurors in order to select fair and impartial ones. Was that process tainted? By whom and how? The substitute host for Lawrence O'Donnell did her best to fan the flames of the MBC, MSNBC viewers. She asked, doesn't this decision verdict embolden others to pick up weapons and go where there is unrest? Trying to tie, she was trying to tie Kenosha to Charlottesville. And the answer from Mr. NAACP was, we need federal legislation to make it a federal crime 
to show up at a protest uninvited with the mere purpose of protecting private property, especially where law enforcement does not need any support. Well, I guess Mr. Johnson did not watch the video in this case, because if he did, he would have seen that where the shootings occurred, there were no police anywhere in sight. In fact, Kyle Rittenhouse had to run several blocks before he could reach the police in an attempt to turn himself in for his own safety. Had enough of M MSNBC? I have. Their coverage of Kyle Rittenhouse's verdict was appalling. What else can I say? Until next time, remember, never take for granted the blessings of liberty established for us and our children by our remarkable Constitution. Read it. Know it. Defend it against our enemies. Fake news is real. Know what is not fake news. Stay informed. Be engaged. Thank you.